In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we welcome you to the All Souls Sermon Podcast. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Greetings to you this morning. I am Father Andy Johnson, visiting this morning from St. John's Episcopal Church and School in Dallas, uh, where before my ordination I uh, was sponsored by Church of the Incarnation, where your rector hails, and so he and I have a bit of history together serving alongside one another at Incarnation, and it's good to be here with you this morning. If you're at all like me, I suspect that you like to be right. Or at least that you don't want to be wrong about much of anything if you can help it. That was actually part of my identity as a youth. Something I could do fairly well was school. Took some pride in being able to do well at school and know things. Now, I wasn't like a friend of mine who perhaps took it to an extreme that preparing for quiz bowl tournaments in high school, decided to memorize the entire first edition of Trivial Pursuit. That's a bit much, perhaps. But we like to be right more than we like to be wrong, and we have a clear sense of what that means. In our messages, in our readings today, we hear the word not right, but righteous. And I wonder if our sense of that word is as clear as our sense of right and wrong. Peter alludes to the fact that those who are righteous are acceptable by God, and I would think that we all want to be acceptable by God, so what is righteous? Our passages today, although they don't answer them clearly entirely for themselves, help point us towards the direction that we need to be looking to understand what it means to be righteous and acceptable to God. Let's begin with our gospel passage in which we find Jesus coming to John the Baptist. Now, in the earlier verses from the gospel of Matthew, we've heard John at the waters clearly proclaiming that this is a baptism for repentance and that people are coming to confess their sins and be cleansed. And John has also said that he knows of one coming after him who will baptize with the Spirit. Imagine him as he sees Jesus arrive on the scene. You know, Jesus, the guy who's always right and never wrong. He knows that Jesus doesn't need to be cleansed. He has no sins to confess. What are you here for, Jesus? I need to be baptized by you. I'm the one who I know is weak and faulty and failed, and you have what I need, not the other way around. And yet Jesus answers him with the language that says, allow this to happen to fulfill righteousness. Our first clue to answering the puzzle of what it means to be righteous is that Jesus is embarking upon an action, a behavior that completes something about being righteous. It's not something he has to believe. It's not something that is a state of his being. It's something that he does that is righteous. 
Psalm 119 helps point us a little further in the direction by numerous times saying that the laws and commandments of God are righteous. So perhaps Jesus being baptized, identifying with us, is also fulfilling a part of the law, but what would that be? Matthew doesn't give us clear pointers, but if we've studied and looked close enough, we might remember in Leviticus 8 that Aaron and his sons, who are about to become priests for the nation of Israel, go through a ceremonial cleansing, a bath, a baptism, if you will, to prepare them for their ministry as priests. So Jesus coming to the water is embarking on his ministry and his public ministry and his priesthood. He is fulfilling the righteous demands of the law. Well, that's all well and good for Jesus, perhaps, but how does that help you and I in our own walk, in our own journey? As once again, Peter has said that those of whatever background, whatever faith you've had before or lack thereof, whatever creed or socioeconomic or race you've come from, God wants everyone who fears him and who worketh righteousness. And all those that do so are acceptable by him. That's you and me, who fear God and worketh righteousness. Peter seems to be saying rather clearly that righteousness is something that is done. It's performed. There's something required. And if that, like Psalm 119, points to the laws of God, perhaps we even hear the echo of Christ himself in the Great Commission. When he says, go into the world making disciples of all men, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey all that I have commanded. As Christ connects for us this idea of baptism and obedience and righteousness. Where our baptism is the embarkation of our own ministry in the church. We're all laity or ministers. So we have this idea that we need to know what we are supposed to do, and neither you nor I have time this morning to go through the entire list of laws and obligations of scriptures of what we're supposed to do. We could go the other direction and take Christ's summary of the law. We're to love God with all of our whole heart, soul, mind, and strength, and to love our neighbor as ourself. But sometimes I'm not sure what that means. Which is why I'm really thankful to be an Episcopalian. And I'm thankful for our baptismal liturgy. Which gives us an opportunity to declare a covenant that is a little more clear than just the summary of the law. And is a little easier to remember than the list of everything that scripture might tell us. Every time we baptize a child, you and I have the opportunity or baptize an adult for that matter, you and I have the opportunity to renew that baptismal covenant. That baptismal covenant that starts with our profession of our faith, the words of the Apostles' Creed, declaring our belief in God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And that's where it starts. And that declaration of faith is an act of our righteousness. And then we get six questions 
that ask, will you, I will, will you, I will, will you, I will. And we hear things like continuing in the apostles' teaching and fellowship in the breaking of bread, which means part of our Christian life of doing righteousness and being righteous is continuing to learn, to attend church, to have a Sunday school, to go to a small group, to find ways in which our faith can be more explained to us and taught to us, and we continue to learn all the way up through our life. And that we do that in community with one another, and sharing in communion and in meals with one another. And that doing that is part of doing righteousness. Or the next question that implores us to resist evil, that if we've fallen into it, to repent and turn again to God. So both of those actions, resisting the evil temptations of the world, or when we've succumbed to them, turning back to God once again, is working righteousness. The third question is, will you declare the gospel of Jesus Christ, what he has done in your life what he does in my life, what he does in the life of this parish and in the life of his church around the world. Will we declare the goodness of Jesus Christ? Making that bold declaration is being righteous. It's an act of righteousness. And then we have questions along the lines of serving all people, loving them, seeking justice and truth, caring for those that God has put in and around our lives, looking out for those who don't have a voice for themselves and protecting them and bringing truth and justice upon the world. Doing those things is being and doing righteousness. And I'm really thankful that the answer to those questions is not just, I will. Because it's not up to you in your own strength to be and do righteous. If you remember the covenant, you'll remember that the words, to, the answer of that, every one of those questions is, I will with God's help. That he is the one who equips and enables us to do and be righteous. That's the prayer in the collect for even this morning. God grant that you would allow us and enable us to keep the covenant which we have made. That baptismal covenant that declares how we want to live in this world as Christians. Perhaps you're not even on that journey at this point. You can begin it today with God's help. Perhaps you're in that state of having fallen away, of given in to the evils in the world. You can turn back today with God's help. Or maybe you're among the many faithful, continuing along day by day in your faith, be reminded today that you do it not in your own strength and certainly not in our weakness, not in our rightness or our wrongness, but with the help of God who has sent his Son and his Spirit to show us the way, to teach us, to lead us, guide us, and to give us the strength to do his deeds on the earth. May God be with you this day and this week and forever. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to the sermon podcast of All Souls Episcopal Church. For service times and more information, go to allsoulsokc.com. God be with you.